0: On today's episode, Dave interviews director Jay Jay Jay's currently a faculty member at Second City Chicago and is director for Group Mind Films. I'm Ian Foley and this is A D D comedy.
1: Yeah. So I knew I knew <laughs> Ethan's I knew we're starting, right? Right? So this is a great story. I don't know if I told you <laughs> much story before. It's such a good story. So uh, Ethan's father, Rabbi Schwartz, had just got a gig. He was originally in St. Paul, and they got the gig at Temple Sholem in Chicago, um, which is just this beautiful 1920s uh, temple, and it's it's ornate, and it's just, it's a gem. It's an absolute gem in uh, the the Gold Coast area, uh, not Wrigleyville, Lakeview, whatever. Um, and, uh, and Ethan says... Uh, let's take a walk around the temple. And I'm like, great, he goes, I know some secret passageways, which there are in this temple. There are certain passageways, hallways that will take you, stairways that will take you from the rabbi's study straight down to the auditorium, yeah, right? Yeah. As opposed, so the rabbi doesn't have to go through all the people, he could just go right from his study to the bima, the the dais, the, the stage. And so, he, he took us up there, me and my friend uh, Robert Jacobs, Bo Jacobs, he took us up, <laughs> up there, Bo who now lives in Hiroshima, and uh, and we're, we're walking around and he says, somewhere in this room, there's a hidden toilet. I was going, wow, <laughs> cool. So, I start pushing on the walls. And I push on a wall. It's like, got it. And the door opens up. And there's Rabbi Schwartz taking a shit right there. (laughs) He's just taking a dump right there. And he's like sitting there reading, I don't know, a Haftar or something like that. And he's reading he goes, uh, can I help you? And I hadn't met him yet. And he goes, um, 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 there's my new rabbi. I, n- I think that that was the problem like with our relationship was that I saw you took a, sh- yes. take a shit, so I don't have the respect that I normally would have for somebody. You had the
0: status over him. Exactly. From seeing him taking a dump. <laughs> right, right, right. Because right.
1: right. you can't so, recover. right? No, you can't recover. By yourself. <laughs> you cannot recover. You cannot recover. You cannot recover. You, cannot recover. <laughs> you can't recover. Um, and that was, a really, good, that was a really good. That was really good. That was really good.
0: My when I grew up, I was Presbyterian because mm-hmm. they baptized us. My mother was very important that we had a church that baptized us mm-hmm. without being members. And my pastor Ledwell, it was Homewood, Illinois. He was a Shriner clown as well, mm-hmm. so he would do these lessons to us using like balloon animals. Mm-hmm. And the one I remember is talked about patience. And as he's doing this, he's he's creating the the balloon dog and. He gives each one of us kids a balloon animal, and he says inside of this is a certificate for a free ice cream cone from Dairy Queen. Mm-hmm. But you cannot pop the co- the uh, balloon. You can't pop it. You have to wait for it to deflate. And that taught about patience. And you know, after school each day, I went home and looked on my dresser to see how much that thing deflated until finally it did, and it was the biggest day. And that's what I remember about. It wasn't the religious teachings, it was how he was as a person. Right. And the storytelling. And I fell right. in love with that storytelling. And I would sit and just listen to this my pastor tell these stories. And that's the one thing I remember. I must have been 9 years old, and I still remember that. That's really great. Yeah. And and what what an
1: awesome lesson. What an awesome lesson about just being present to that moment that you're in. And, yeah. to, and also to watch something, the balloon. Yeah. Part of that was watch the balloon change.
0: Yeah. You
1: know, watch the balloon become something else. And- It never it, stays the same.
0: It never stays the it's same. It's always effective. It, and it's never just a balloon. Right, right. It's part of, for, it was part of that dresser, that room. It was all part of that. Right, and within it was something else. It was something else, but you had to wait for it. Right. You had to wait for that moment. Right. And once you get that, and I think I really wonder if the certificate
1: I, I, I wonder what was the most exciting thing because it certainly wasn't the ice cream. No, because the ice cream is long gone out of your head. All that you, you don't remember what flavor it was. You might not remember. You probably remember what it could have been because that was right. the kind of ice cream that you were eating at that time. Or you could just say the <laughs> the greatest payoff here was waiting.
0: It, w- it was waiting. Also not believing I could wait. Like there's no way, there's no way. There's no way I'm gonna pop that balloon. Like he said, I'm, like, I'm just gonna pop it. And then I would think, you know what? I'm gonna accidentally slam it in the in the drawer. Like I was thinking of ways, like how could I realistically so I spent a lot of how, how can, I can I cheat it? it? How can I cheat it? Yeah. And when I didn't, it was this feeling of I'm getting goosebumps. Like even right, right now, it's like when else, I'm trying to think of other examples in my life where I didn't cheat. Right. Because my whole life is like, what's the shortcut? Mm-hmm. How can I get what I need to get to without having to do all the legwork? Isn't that leg interesting? Work? And oh. it, never, it never works out the never. way that it thought it was working. And you get out. it and it's like, oh, I don't want this. But it's the same thing with an improv scene
1: where you oh. say, okay, I'm going to play the end of an improv scene. I'm gonna play the end of the improv scene at the beginning of the improv scene <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. because I really wanna to get to the end of the improv scene.
0: Because that's where the payoff, it's like, no, there's right. no payoff.
1: There's no payoff, there's no payoff. It's and, the journey. Right, exactly. Yeah. And the idea that, and you know, and I always talk, the way that I, I put it, it's like, uh, just because you start a scene in a doctor's office doesn't mean at the end of the scene you can't sacrifice a goat. You know, you, to know- But we
0: don't do that in a doctor's office. Exactly.
1: Exactly, right. Exactly. exactly.
0: Right. And yesterday I want to solve a problem. I want to have a linear thought because right. this is how it always works. And I want to play that out because I'm safe with that. Right. That's very safe for me. I can control it. Yes. It's the idea of
1: if you could have a, ti- if you could have a time machine, would you have a time machine? Because that's what you're talking about.
0: Right. No, that would be the worst
1: I... thing ever. A time machine would be the worst thing ever. Don't you think it would cause more... Damage. Oh, absolutely. That's what I'm uh, saying. Yeah. The worst thing ever for everyone because you're fucking with my time when you fuck with your time. If you're fucking with your time, you're fucking with my time. Yes. yes. And a major thing for me is this is the one the one because I think a lot of people go, I'm going to use a time machine and I'm going to go back and discover no, that treasure. No, you know, not. this is the way that I'm going to use a time machine. i to tell you right now. I might have said this before. Um where I go to teach is they have uh, n- n- street cleaning on Tuesdays. So you can't park on one side of the street on Tuesdays. But on Thursdays, you can park on both sides of the streets. But I teach class on Tuesday. So I would take the car, put it in a time machine, park on Thursday, take the time machine back, teach on Tuesday while my car is parked on Thursday. right? And then when class is over, I would go back to Thursday, pick up my car, come back to Tuesday, and finish my day. That's the way that I would use a time machine. You, you wouldn't go back in time and kill Hitler or... No, uh, no. no. Be... Because okay, if you go back in time and kill Hitler, you know what you do? But the main the main thing that you do, Hogan's Heroes will never be on. Oh.
0: <laughs> I See, I think... Right? I, Am I wrong? That's the biggest, that's the worst thing. Right? I think there's going to be somebody worse. Mm. I think you kill Hitler and there's somebody worse... That's the way I look at it. Oh, I, like, see, I see. I there's see. There's going to be somebody even more of a monster that you unleash by doing that, or a funnier show than Hogan's Heroes. Uh, uh, think about that. Think about <laughs> the pitch of. All right, I got this
1: idea. Hitler was never born. What? <laughs> uh huh. So, okay. Right, right. Oh okay. yeah. This is what I, Okay, we have I'm a time it. machine, uh-huh. and it's going to sound ridiculous, but we go back in time, and we don't let Hitler's parents meet each other. <laughs> okay. Okay. Good. Right? So they don't ever meet. They don't ever meet. Okay. So, so Mr. Hitler and Mrs. Hitler. Mrs. Hitler is not Mrs. Hitler. She's Mrs. Whatever Sheikah Gruber or whatever she's going to be. She's, she's not. Let's
0: call her Frankincense. Right, Just right. For, Let's I'm call her Frankenstein.
1: Frankenstein. All right. right Mr. Hitler and Ms. Mrs. Frankenstein, Frankenstein never no, meet. No, they never meet. So it's like again. But you're probably right. There would be somebody that would be but worse I don't, than that.
0: You can't say it. No, I you can't know. say that. But uh,
1: it's it's when people say when people stop an improv scene when somebody when I stop an improv scene or a student says okay. Um, can we pick it up where, where we left
0: off? I usually say no. You, you, imp- oh, it's impossible. It's impossible. You can't. You can't it's gone. No. That moment's... Right. And that's the hardest thing is what's happening right now, the present. I had a student who said, oh, after the level of classes, he said, oh, it's about just being present. And I was like, yes, because that's the hardest thing. It's like, we don't know what's happening right now. We're worried about the past or the future instead of what's going on right now, like mm-hmm. even right now. I'm wondering, are you thinking a little bit about Boyd? Right. right, right of of taking a crap out of the a little of course. bit?
1: Well, I also smell it a little bit. So I is, smell it a little bit, it which is always kind of a reminder. Now, like, so the smell is that, the smell, for me, you may not smell it, but I'm smelling something that's like that. And, um, uh, <laughs> and so I'm smelling something like that, which brings me back, but what I have to do in that moment is to go, that's there, that smell is there. I can't change But it. I'm here right now right. with you right right and what's the greatest thing is that, that I just brought myself back in time by deciding I'm going to be with you right now
0: without a time machine
1: without a time machine you But to... but what is but really what is a time machine I mean our minds are time machines every time we improvise we're going into a time machine because we're saying it is not of this time it is not of this uh-huh. place I am taking us out of that so so I mentioned in class the other day that that the improv scene the scenic the, the scenic work that we do in improv is closer to dream work than it is
0: written fiction. Do you understand? Yeah, because written fiction has that narrative. Yes. That they have to stay to. Right. Yeah, and in what I love exactly, it's like anything can happen. Right, and anything can happen, does happen, and you are just, the
1: governor upon that is you saying yes or no. And what's most? Pe- what do most
0: people say? They say no. No, right away. I talk Or they to, find a
1: reason not to. They find but a reason not to.
0: I, my wife, who's brilliant is the best one of the best improvisers I know will not go on stage because she's scared to death
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, she did a short form show and it was panel of experts and the guy what's a B-list celebrity Joan Cusack so she would start with her, all our her answers with I'm Joan Cusack get huge laughs she didn't know why people were laughing at her and she's very simple and in simple and wonderful in mm-hmm. playing that moment so what she says is she doesn't like to give answers for fear of looking wrong. Of course. Looking like she doesn't have that information. Right. And I think a lot of people are that way. They either want to say no, and it all goes to, for me, it's fear. It's fear of like, I, I don't know what's gonna happen. Right. And to be a great improviser, you have to embrace that unknown. Right. And to say that to people and be like, all right, you don't know what's gonna happen. You have no script, you have no safety net. Once you realize, oh, you're my safety net. Right. The answer is right there. I'm looking at you. Right. That's my answer right there. Right. But a lot of people and it's in it for it's good re, you know that's gotten right. them to the point where they are now. A lot of those defensive ha, defenses have gotten them there. There where where they are in life whether it's right. their employment or their status right. like you know lawyers you try and have lawyers improvise, they're always talking about what's wrong and saying, no, you know. <laughs> right. and so for them, it's right. really hard to get past it because that's what they do for a their, living.
1: Their, their living is arguments. Is arguments. That's their living. And, their and living improv. Is arguments. Right. Right. <laughs> right. But they're also, when they're having conversation with their wives, are they argumenting? When they have a conversation with the butcher, are they butcher? Does anybody even go to butcher anymore? When they have a conversation yeah, with their children. That's what
0: I would do with a time machine. I'd go back to where there are but I'd go back to the fifties where you have the the milkman and the butcher Uh and you went to see your butcher. Uh Hey, it's hey look it's it's you know to be cliche it's Sam. Hey Sam, you have a little conversation. Give me you know uh, a pound of uh, rib roast. Right. You know, give me a a couple of hamburgers and go back. Or the milkman, you see them every every day. But if I want to bring in bring Tim Meadows with me to the butcher, the butcher's
1: not going to let Tim Meadows into that butcher shop because he's a black guy.
0: But he might let him in the back door. Right. Which would be good for Tim. Which would be good for and you know what? We don't we can't speak for Tim. No, I can't. I, I can't. can't speak. I, for I can't. Tim. I can't. But but I, I right all
1: that all that is true. But all that other stuff, and again, it improvisatorily, if I may, um, uh, if we are to do that scene in I wanna I wanna, I, wanna, I wanna I wanna back up. I wanna back up. I wanna back up to what we were talking about earlier. The the the, the thing about fear. Uh-huh. Uh, because what the way that I look at it is People don't realize that they're dealing with the unknown every moment of their lives. They don't. They don't realize. They go. I'm going to wake up in the morning and I'm going to go to work. You know what's in between you and going to work? Everything. Everything. Everything is between there. And there's every moment that you have there. You don't know what's going to happen. You think you know what's going to happen, but because you think it, it doesn't mean that that's going to happen. You may say, "I made it to work." great, but there were certain things along the way that you did not expect. And some you don't even recognize. Clearly, and and it's about those things that you don't recognize. Yes. You say, uh, you know what, there's some things that, you, did you see that person who was standing there with the, with the no, I didn't see that no. person. Mm-mm. Like, he was there, like, really? Yeah, he was there. And, and we as improvisers, or rather we as artists, have to get to, we get to look at stuff and see it.
0: Well, you, I come here. Mm-hmm. I, I walk down your street. I'm looking at everything. Right. I'm like, right. wow, there's the school there. Right. There's there's a Prius there. Everything I'm interested. in. That's my car. In. I have a Prius. Is it? Yeah. Uh, we were going to get a Prius. Uh-huh. I went with the CRV because we're having a baby. I'm right. Having a baby in a couple weeks. So thank you. Uh-huh. But we looked in the Prius too. Uh-huh. But when I go home, I don't do that same. No. I try to. But I the thing is, it's available myself. as well. It's available. And right. and in Chicago, it's like. Look at the, you talk about your temple, the architecture right. is amazing. Right. And sometimes I am able to stop and look, or Lakeshore Drive, driving on Lakeshore Drive at night, you look at the, <sighs> and it's like, it's right. a brilliant, it's a brilliant view. But right. sometimes there's other things that get in but the way. But all those other things are just things that you're bringing into right. it. But, but I like, like that, I like holding on to my stuff. Oh, I like sure. on to my Yeah, dog. right,
1: why not hold on to it? Because, <laughs> and I'm not saying don't. Hold on to it. You want to hold on to it? Hold on it's to it. That's comfortable. your choice. It's comfortable. It sure is, and that's fine. The other, uh, uh, about a year ago, so I've been here four years or so, I realized on my block, at this block, not one building from that side, from that corner to a block down, was built after 1940. 40. No. Which is really cool. Wow! Yeah. You know, in that way, I mean, to live in LA and to have that, and to look at the architecture of every single building is different. And 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 there's a there's a street and sh- there's a across the street from the Art Institute, there's a block that no building there on that block yep. has been built after I'd say 1930, mm-hmm. and it is very it's it's rare that that I think it's where the. Um, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's where the Santa Fe building used to be. You know what I'm talking uh-huh, about? Uh-huh. It was right across the street. They had a sign that said Santa Fe. They yeah. just took it down. Beautiful building. Um, anyway, it's when I find myself here in L.A. driving and being bummed out about something, God knows what, I don't see the mountains.
0: No, absolutely. Because you're stuck there. Right. And it's so hard to get out of there. Right. When all you have to do is look up. Right. And you go, you know what? I can't change it. No, like a, you, I have a bad audition, or I I go to class and I'm freaking out. You know, I still get anxious before a term starts, and I'm like, why am I getting anxious? Right, because As you decided me, it. Right, but I can step out of that. You do, like, and I do, and I go. You know what? Let's. I had a therapist. I think therapists are great. Me too. I, this one guy, his name is Ron Crouch, uh-huh. and he said to me, "If you're depressed, Jay, be the." best depressed you can be. Right. And I was like, what does that right. mean? And then I realized it's like, he goes, yeah, if you're gonna stay in bed, stay in bed. Because right. if you're happy, be happy. He goes, you can't hold on to it. You have to enjoy, be in that moment and then let it go. Right. You can't control, you know, and he's like, don't even label your emotions. They're not no. bad, good, they're just emotions. So don't label them.
1: And the idea of labeling your emotions, we can. for me, I need to label emotions when I teach, to say what feeling you're yes. feeling in that moment so yeah, that yeah, the yeah. student can own it. Because once you define it, it exists. And once it exists, then you get to fuck with it, right? But what does defining it give to you when you're living your life? Unless you say I'm depressed. Now that is something in that moment. But
0: the moment that you say I'm depressed, oh, that's what this is. Yes, and I'm not just depressed. I'm also hungry. Right. It's right, weird. It's, right, oh, right. I'm I'm a little sad and I'm embarrassed. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. My dog took a dump on the carpeting. Right. So I'm a little embarrassed and I'm all, it's right. noon, so I want to get something to eat. Right. And it's like oh, okay, and like yeah, this is how depressed feels. Right. Because I think the emotions are all wound up. They're all pretty close to each other, they're all in a ball.
1: Very often, if, you, if you're, de- I, for me, I feel like when, when I am going th- when I was going through depression or intense anxiety, which I haven't had for a really long time, what does happen is they all get meshed up into a yeah. ball. And what therapy does for me, and it's the same thing of what when I, when I teach, is what therapy does for me is it says, okay, let's just sit down, take a moment right now to talk about everything that's going on in your life. What are the areas that you need help with? And I, they go, I, I'll say A, B, C, D, and E. I'll say, it's a jumble. And they go, pull it apart. And I'll go, A, B, C, D, E. Mm-hmm. And you go, OK. He'll say, let's deal with B. Because B will help us deal with A, C, D, yeah, and that'll E. that'll lead to this and this. Exactly. Course. But right now, if I want to go and look at everything, because the scene isn't about everything. The scene is about the emotional content that you have in that moment dealing with that. I'm dealing with this emotional content. You're dealing with that emotional content. And we're going at each other. But
0: you're expecting me to access that when in life I try to suppress it. That's Absolutely, what I find a lot but of I don't teach about life. I don't teach about life. I think Nobody's you do. Gonna... I think you do. Well, when I say,
1: when I say life, I don't teach how... Yeah, I do, but it's not like when, when a student comes in and says, but in real life, I'm going, you know what? This class is not about right, real life. Right, this right, is not right. because you don't need me to teach you how to real life. Yeah, yeah, yeah what i can do is i can teach you to be present but it's what your therapist what dr crouch or uh, mr crouch was saying the idea that you if you if you want to do it know that you're doing it and hold on to your shit until yeah. you don't feel that way anymore but the major thing is recognize when you don't feel that way anymore and then let it the fuck go and embrace that next thing that's there
0: it's not going to serve you no. if you hold on to it right i had a friend who said and we'd see each other. It would be great. We'd see each other. It wouldn't be that often, but let's say every couple of weeks we'd run into each other and be like, how you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm doing good. He's like, great, great. And then I'd see him. He goes, how you doing? I go, oh, I'm not doing so good. He goes, oh, it'll change. <laughs> how you doing? Good. It'll change. It was always that. It's always like, yep, it's going to change. And once I I came to the realization I can't control it and and don't have to control it. Right. Be like, oh, I just have to ride this out because I spent right. a lot of time going. I want to hold on to this good feeling, <laughs> and <laughs> I, I got to get rid of this bad. Feeling right. My, and they're and all the same thing. And it's all the same thing. What right. can I? What's around me that I could use? I could use. So was all about using stuff, right? Instead of being like, okay, I'm just sitting in this. Right. I'm okay, sitting in I'm this. I'm sitting in this. I'm sitting, and I'm fine. And you know what? Wow, I never have to sit in this degree of feeling ever again, good right. Or bad, or you may, or I may, right? But I don't, I don't know. But I, I love to try and control stuff, not just me, right. other people,
1: certainly. And then
0: letting that go is like, oh, it's amazing. Well, and
1: that, me, that I, I guess I could say this every single time. The only source of suffering is non-acceptance. Whatever it is that you're suffering from right now, you're just it's something you're not accepting. And I look back at these things, I'm thinking. I got to deal with, I, 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 there will come a point where I will deal with this thing that I'm suffering from and I just haven't accepted the fact that
0: I've got to make that change. Everything negative in my life that I've changed have my claw marks on it. Yes. Is what a friend told right, me. Right, like, right. Exactly.
1: Right. I want it. I'm, I'm not going to let go this. of anything. that. Does. Everything
0: go. I let go of has claw marks in it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's exactly.
1: like, I got a whole lot of that.
0: It's like, really? If you say so, if you say so. The universe is telling me I'm... Bringing you away from this, right? Let well, I'm bringing go, you. I'm bringing you towards
1: something, towards else. something else. Towards something else. Because if you say,
0: "I'm bringing you away from this,"
1: because it's it's the way that uh, f- uh, way that I teach is, I don't teach what not to do. I teach what you should do. Yeah. So it's that idea of somebody saying, "Get out of your head," and I'm like, when I heard that phrase, I'm thinking, "Why do I want to punch you? <laughs> Why do I want to punch you right now? I want to punch you. Why well, do I want to punch you? Because what what you're telling me is." what i need to get rid of i know what the fuck i need to get rid of help me how do i do it well where do i go yeah don't tell me you've got to get out of your head tell me where i should go where you think i couldn't can go because the answer to that is it's not just get out of your head it's because that's only half again that's only half of a note the other half is get into your heart
0: i remember i sent you an email and i said i have this question asked how do I get out of my head? And I go, I don't know the answer. Right. And I go, I'm still trying to figure that out. This, uh-huh. is w- this might have been my first class I taught at Second City. Mm-hmm. And these were great kids. And it was like that young improviser. And I'm like, ah. Right. Ah, yeah, sure, try. And then I came to you and you gave that advice. Get into your heart. Right. Out of your head, into your heart. Right. And then it's like right, right. all right now. Start experiencing what that heart is exactly, and
1: start recognizing it, and yes, and start experiencing it. And it's about engagement. What are you engaging in? Because whenever you decide to be to engage in something that is depression, and so again, what Mister Crouch is saying, you want to engage in depression. Know that you're engaging in depression, and don't try to make it anything else. Yeah, be okay. Be okay with and accept that. Yeah, you know, and accept that. I so you you do. Uh,
0: you do short form, a lot. Yes, I do both. I do more long form now, but I I grew up with comedy sports. It Was right. my first, paying gig, and we got four dollars. That's great a show. That's great. And I I was like, this is the best thing ever. I get to go play short form, <sighs> right? And I get, and I now I do more long form just because of what's available. Is the short form. is there? Is it just because
1: what's available or is there something else there? Is there an evolution that, that was there an uh, an artistic
0: evolution that you were uh, doing?
1: See, I... And I don't mean to say, and I'm not saying one's better than the
0: other. Yeah. Um, it's strange. I could do, I warm up a lot of times with short form type games, mm-hmm. which I've been doing for 20 years and I could still do it. I could do Zip zap Zop. I could do blind line sentences. Mm-hmm. I could do those forever. I think it is for me a bit of an evolution to... And also being mature enough as a performer to go, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> I don't need to have somebody say, all right, here's what we're going to do. Right. Two people are going to, when they hear their words said, they're going to leave the stage. <laughs> exactly. Great, I know what to do there. Right. All right. right, great, and now I get to screw, okay, good. Right, Right. isn't that right? We've got more bananas. <laughs> where are those bananas? Banana, banana. So that to me was a lot of fun. And when I got married, our rehearsal dinner was a comedy sports show where I got mm-hmm. to bring in old performer friends, uh-huh. over, and it was great. Now I'm at a point where I get to perform with I, I do every now and then, I do a show with Dana Kirsioli and Megan Hovde in Chicago, and they're two second city folks. And it's so freeing to be like, the last show we did right before we went on, our warm-up was talking. Right? How's your day? What's happening with? Before, what do you want to do? Uh, And I think Dana said, let's see what we can squeeze out of one scene. And we Mm. did 45 minutes. Right. One location, one scene. Right. And that to me is the freedom now of like being able to find, I've always had people who I could do that with. Now it's, it seems to be there are more people available. Right. Because of where it is now, where improv is now. There's 14 classrooms at Second City. Oh my God, are you kidding me? That's one theater. Now, I think there are eight or nine theaters devoted in Chicago entirely to improv. Right. Which... When I took classes, it was ETC main stage or they rented a an apartment, a studio I think it was on Wells, right so those were the only three classrooms now it's so the availability and the people coming in saying, and also for me now it's not a point of where i I think I'm entitled to be it's where I want to be and with people who say yes like this nice <laughs> people with good energy who say yes i I, I, I really believe
1: that um uh, The only mistake you make in improvisation is casting because that's all you really have. (laughs) You just have that. And so when you look at somebody, you go, I like the way that person thinks. I like the way they solve problems. I like the way they troubleshoot. And I like the way that they treat other people. All right. And that's all that there is. It's not, are they funny? Because If you go to the end, yes, are they also funny? Okay. But that's, that doesn't matter. Can I play with them? As I look at Carrie Clifford, who I work with, yes, um, yes. Carrie and I, we, we, I, I looked at her. She was a student of mine. I went, her, that woman, that woman right there. I want to play with that woman, that artist right there. Um, there are certain people that I will look at and I'll go. And I've talked about it with Susan Messing. I said I will not play with certain people anymore because they're douchebags, and I'm not going to fucking play with them anymore. And I don't care who you are or what you've done. But or they're what... on
0: stage X Y Z, and they've done shows. Exactly B right. And, yeah, right,
1: right, nice. and they started this theater company that that all, that. <laughs> It's just popping out douchebags after douchebags after douchebags and spreading the douchebag philosophy around the fucking world. Hey, is this
0: level 1 I want to be a douchebag. Right yep. exactly. Come on. Right, right come I want on in. I'm right. a douchebag at
1: right. home. I'm sorry, Everyone you're told... too nice. We right. got, I can't I can't I can't uh, upgrade you onto douchebag 202. <laughs> it's like it's craziness. But but like, getting away from that. The idea of who do you want to play with and and casting that has been put yeah. together and Casting of uh, of Herald teams or casting of main stage casts or ETC casts or uh, touring company casts, like all that stuff. Or, and, putting together your, your, your um, roster
0: of teachers. Like, who are those people? It's huge because it's, what is your philosophy? Mm-hmm. You have to have that in mind as you're teaching as well. Right. And I've taught at places where it's like, well, we don't know. And then you're like, All right. So we have seven different ideologies. Hopefully they end up at the same place. Right. But a lot of times you have what what gets me as a teacher is when somebody as a teacher says, here's what you should have (sighs) done, which is like, you don't know what you should have. You weren't up there. Anybody who says that doesn't know what they're talking about. Right. But to be and I've had a lot of students who said, but in this level here, they told me this. And it's like. Uh, No, I can only tell you what I feel at this moment. At this moment, and take what you can, and and leave the rest. You know, it's the buffet line. Take what you can, leave the rest. Right. But I can't tell you what you should. You did what you did. Right. You did what you did. And you gotta be okay with it.
1: And I. And lately, I've also been feeling like, if somebody makes, if somebody, okay, uh, whatever decision somebody makes. If I say what I want you to do in this, what I want you to do in this exercise is this, and they do, they start the exercise and they do that. And I'll stop it and I'll say, great, great. That wasn't what I wanted. Um, It wasn't what served the scene at all, but it's what you did. And in your mistake, there's something beautiful because Mm. we're getting the same lesson of that worked, whether you did it properly or you Uh didn't do it properly. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah, Yeah. It's the idea of if I give you an assignment and you don't do it, you still learn something from it by not doing it right. And you hit on the brilliant mistakes. Exactly. That works. That didn't
0: work because this works. Yes. I don't know that makes sense. No, but- no. It's And you're getting into that. And this is what I love now about improvisation and talking to people who, and it's weird. People, I know a lot of people who are improvisers. And I know a lot of people who do improv. And mm-hmm. I think sometimes they don't mix. Right. I think there are a lot of people who do improv. And what I love now is talking about this, the detail, the minutiae of like, right. why does that work? Right. Why is that what what have you done to help? Because I've got somebody who I can't seem to break through. Right. And I say something and they break down. Right. Or they shut down. They break down. What does breakdown mean? They cry? Uh, they cry or they break down what we've built up uh-huh. and they challenge. Great. And they challenge and they go to Douchebag Central. Right. And then it's like, all yeah. right. For me, I feel like you wanna you wanna argue with me? Fine argue with me that's okay argue with me
1: um this is the way i feel about it there's going to come a point where you're going to know i'm right (laughs) it's like a parent it's exactly it and i've told this story before there was a note that michael gelman gave me there's a note that michael gelman (laughs) gave me we'll fix it in post um there was a note that michael gelman gave me in in 1985 he gave me a note and the note was essentially—it was—we're uh, we're on stage, and he asked me what what I wanted in that scene, and I told him I don't know. I, I told him I wanted this. He goes, "That's not what you wanted," and I said, "No, Michael, that's what I wanted," because that's not what you wanted. I'm like, "Michael, I know what the fuck I wanted," you know, and I was challenging him. Yeah. and he said that's not what you wanted, and he started laughing and smoking cigarettes and <laughs> I, like going, "Man, I'm going, you're a fucking asshole, Martin." I'm, I'm sorry, not not Martin. Hey, but hey, I couldn't say hey, that hey. about Martin. Hey. Michael, you're a fucking asshole, Michael. And you know, he laughed about it, and and later on, you know, literally twenty years later. I'm asking a student, what do you want? They said what they wanted. I'm like, that's not what you wanted. <laughs> and, and then I went, oh, fuck, he's right. It took him that long because I know what I do. And I know, I know what I do. And when I called up Michael to say, Michael, that, you know, thank you so much for that. He's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> he has no idea what I'm talking about. Because I don't know
0: what you're talking about. Like, okay. Um, I, well, I had a, one of the most challenging groups I've had of students... I, it was the trying everything, and they just didn't like each other. Uh huh. And they were sarcastic, mm-hmm. and and in fact, somebody in the class said, "You know, I don't feel supported." Mm-hmm. And this went on for, and I never give up on a class. I'm always like, "There's something I can teach them. There's something that they can teach me. There's something I can right. get from them." And our, we parted ways after. This was a level B. Level C. They had Michael Gelman, a level C class, and I saw them right before the demonstration. They said, oh my God, you're right. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. And I think it was because he kept hammering that as well into them and knocking out the, the, my buddy calls it sitcom improv, right? of like punchline, 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 punchline. It's right. like there's so much of a bigger reward of just being in the moment. And I, I tell my students, it's theater. Right, be memorable. It's, it's still theater. It's theater. It's, it's theater. not. It's if you could write. I feel like if you could write it down on a page, and it's funny. It's not improv. No. it's a thing where it's like you had to be there. You had. I can't explain it. But it's also it's that yes, it's that it's that and
1: uh, uh, yes, you had to be there. And the idea of we're all experiencing this flowing river. Yes, it's flowing through us, and it's not it's not uh, the sitcom. I was uh, listening to uh, Katie Segal. Katie Seagal, Kathy. Kathy? Kathy? She might be Katie. Married, married with children? Kathy. Maybe
0: she's Katie to Kate.
1: A f- I think she's Kate. Yeah. All right. So she's <laughs> uh, on Married with Children, but she's also on Sons of Anarchy. Uh-huh. So her work on Sons of Anarchy, they played a clip, and you're like, what the fuck? You know what I mean, that's such a fucking amazing clip. And then they played a clip of her being on Married with Children, and it was just set up, punchline, set up, punchline, set up, punchline. And it sounded so robotic. And methodical yes. and mathematical and scientific, the
0: way that it flowed because it didn't flow. But it's every seven seconds, exactly. we're getting a laugh. Right. Which then they can, for me, I feel like it's a measurable, it's a metric. Right. Which exactly. you can go, well, every seven seconds, the focus group, we have this laugh. Right. You go, okay, I'm gonna bank my money on that. Right, right. And science and history and math.
1: Don't belong in <laughs> improvisation. They just don't belong in improv. But you
0: can give me the the I want A plus B C. So but you tell that, me. But isn't that sort of like what what short form
1: is? And I'm not again. I'm just saying short form is this is what this game is. Particularly if you don't get it right, someone puts a bag over your head. Is no, that what no no? If end? you
0: don't if you what that is is if you curse. Right. They put it over your head. Right. I think short form initially it is those training wheels. Right. I right. think you can now blow up short form and within it you can do long form. And I Mm -hmm. think the best scenes are when you're doing great scenes and it's like, oh, and you get to play this game.
1: Can you teach, this is what I've been trying to do, not trying, uh, this is what I've been doing lately, is teaching short form, but teaching it from your actors doing this sort of thing. As opposed to, I'm gonna be funny! It's like, bring it all down, and let's see what's at the root of. What's at the root of um, entrances and exits? Like, what is at the root of that? of that game, if you will. Like the idea of, I say something, you leave, I have to justify leaving, I have to justify coming in. It's the emotional content that will send it over, because if it's just mathematical, where I say two, you say two, and then someone leaves and says four, it's
0: math. But right now, what is the humanity in that, in that, playing that game, am I making sense? Well, yeah, and what I think it is, is you, touched on emotion i don't think a lot of short form has emotion to it it does have emotion but they're not
1: adding that it's not it's not
0: taught is it uh it depends on who again it's who teaches it some it's taught like here's the short here's what you do so every third dr no answer you do a no answer so you you cut that but that's teaching the shortcuts again Mm -hmm. versus what is what is short form it's it's games right what are scenes you can say they're games. Long-form right. scenes are games. It's a matter of, okay, so now instead of when you say a word, and this will happen in long-form. You say this word, I'm going to leave the stage, Right. which becomes, I think there are short-form games in long-form scenes. It's a trigger that I feel like it's an emotional trigger in
1: that moment. Like, you said that, I'm going to go. Right. But it's an emotional trigger. It's not a math trigger.
0: And I think or, that goes back to tying the emotion into the short-form. Clearly. I think if you could tie emotion, in, and I love playing... Like there's a game, Blind Line or Sentences, where you don't know what the sentence is. You pull it out of your pocket, and you right. read it, and you right. justify. I teach it, build up to an emotional um, apex, so when you read it, it's emotionally well right. Don't and don't take don't pull the the, the parachute when
1: it, don't pull the parachute right away. You know yes. the idea of oh, let's go back to this. Someone puts a gift certificate in a balloon. Yes, take it out when. It, and let the tension build. Right, exactly. And then when the balloon's done, the tension's done. And that is what we need to teach people, is the feeling of tension. Because I say at the core of every scene is not um, conflict. It's tension. Rather, it's pressure, tension, and dynamic. So I look at it in that way so that I can say, we don't have to get into a fight what we're doing at this moment is, I'm playing angry, you're playing joyous, and we've got that pressure. And that we're, we're ratcheting going against that up. It. Exactly, and we're ratcheting it up, and ratcheting it up, and I, if I'm playing angry, and you're playing joyous, I cannot play joyous, because that's your thing. I need to be mindful of my anger in that moment, and I need to be mindful of your joy at that moment, because your joy at that moment is based upon how much I push you, mm-hmm. And my anger is based upon how much you push me.
0: Yes. And in life, I want to calm your anger down. Clearly, clearly. But, but that's why we also have to teach people the difference between character and actor, because the character is yes. wanting to
1: make everything OK. That's the ego. The actor, which is the heat behind it, the puppet master, if, we, if you will, is going to go, you know what we're going to do? Fucking trouble. That's what we're going to do right now. And I don't, I don't, always I don't say, want to do trouble. Right, I'm exactly. Right, right. Going, okay. So it's at the great that I'm going to keep trying to get you to do trouble. Because at that, I always say, if you want to be part of the problem, I mean, if you want to be part of the solution, be part of the problem. That's how improv works. Keep, do not yeah. solve the problem. Do not solve the problem. The moment that you've solved the problem, get another problem right away. Yeah, yeah. Because the moment that the problem's solved, there's that there's no more pressure, tension, and dynamic in that it's scene. It's got to change, right? And it's a matter of teaching somebody of, of because right now I've been te- I'm on a roll. The coffee's kicking in. Um, <laughs> it's that I <laughs> do you smell that? Uh, <laughs> do you smell it? That's the void. Um, so it's a matter of, of, of the idea of I teach people to recognize and to engage with their cre- that that creative spurt. Like something happens, I'm feeling this, and then something happens, like. Oh, you know the feeling that you just felt and that, oh, that feeling is called inspiration mm-hmm. and it happens to you all the time. And the moment that you are aware of it, you get to engage in it and you get to deal with it because you cannot have your ego force you to do anything creative. Creativity, inspiration comes when you don't pay attention to your ego, when you're just on a roll, living your life, letting that evolve, letting that evolve. Make
0: sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and with creativity is imagination. Yes, and that gets beaten out of us. And then, cause I have, my buddy Homer Mars is great. And he, I saw him the other day, and he made this point. He's like, we don't live in the world of imagination anymore. Like, we don't even do, and he goes, when I think improvisation, I think imagination. And I don't think that's said a lot in classroom. It's like, let your imagination go. right? Join the ride and support that, and support the bit. Right. Follow the bit, support the bit right. together, and see where that can take you. And it ha- I think that any teacher has an example
1: of that. Yesterday, there was a student who was saying, there was this woman in class, uh, these, two, these two actors playing out the scene, and the scene was um, this woman saying, um, uh, "You know, you, your problem is that, 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 that you just haven't been paying attention to me. She, he says, well, what do you mean? Been, you just haven't been paying attention to me. Jeff has not been paying attention to me. And she said, oh, and he said, well, now you're talking about me in the third person and i said yes go with that Mm -hmm. yes jeff has not been paying attention to you and i am leaving jeff well i'm right here and i was and and so i said they'd gotten this weird gordian knocked and i stopped the scene and i said why don't you say i don't want to be with jeff either right at that moment you get to be and he's like well that wouldn't be what what logically was to happen like great exactly exactly right, right
0: you get to do that yeah because we don't do fiction we do dream. But you spend your whole life saying, sit down, be a nice of boy. Of course, then what are you doing don't in the class? Right, be nice, right. be polite. right? That's weird. That's the other thing is right. people are like, this is like a lot. There's a big trend in, in, in improvisation I'm seeing right now. In one is anger, mm-hmm. two is that's really weird. Right, you're freaking me out. You're freaking, this right. is because your brain is scrambling for, I don't know what the hell it's like,
1: right. great, let that go. But it's a ma- again, it's a matter of saying, <laughs> you know, of... of, Because I don't need to get that out of your head. I need to get into your... You get into your head the idea of, let's go here. The what if, the what if, the what yeah. if. Because I can't say, stop thinking that. I want to say, say yes to that. Do that. But in the real world, stop saying, oh, if I got to hear that a fucking again, I'm going to lose my mind. But in the real world, it's like... Sorry, stop saying the real
0: world. I don't want to be in the real world right now. But we, I mean, in the real world, right. we really need to, right. you know, we're talking this is all play and everything, but in the real world, <laughs> right, Dave, exactly. this is not. Right. It's not going to service us, uh, us at all. Right. When I go back to Leo Burnett, oh, right. I have to deal with people who aren't playing by these rules. So right. in the this is real fun now, but in the real world.
1: Yeah. And th- and and to go okay, you know that that you're wrapping your head around right now that you really really love, do you love doing that? Yeah, you know what's there all the time. What that? Oh. You want to do that all the time? Then do that all the time. That's always there. You get it. I can't take it away from you right now. You entered into this room and you decided at this moment that you're going to give me, that I'm going to give you a little bit of information. Take it and run.
0: Just fucking mm-hmm, run with mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Right
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry you entered in here. Everything's going to be different from this point forward.
0: See, and I look at like, we have these discussions. Who's we? Uh, at Second City, like faculty discussions. Uh-huh. And what kind of bothers me is when somebody- Kind of bothers you or bothers you? Um, cuz it can't kind of bother you. Let it bother you. Well, in the real world. <laughs> right. Dr. It Camp kind of says, bothers me. Engage Wrong in press. depression. Uh, it bothers me what bothers me is when you have a labeling of people who are taking classes and someone says, well, we've got to teach different for Susie Schomburg than we do for um, you know Johnny Mainstage. Right. And that is what bothers me now because I look at people coming in and I don't look at them like that no. and I can't cater to. Well, I know that because I started out, I was Joe Schomburg. I came from, I got classes as a Christmas present. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to take these. Right. And like the first class I was hooked, I was. I remember it was the spacewalk. There's a mm-hmm. string from your nose. <laughs> <And> I've <it's laughs> done you that right a long time, like, right? This is the greatest thing ever. But I came into it of that I would be considered that. That's a skull me that? across the street. That's no. a skull. Um, go ahead. And to me, to look at a group of people who come in and go, oh, I know who you are. Right. I know what you do. Right. I know. Okay, I'm going to teach this way to you. I think cuts at the core of what, for me, what I'm trying to do. It, for me, I, am, I, I don't know. I,
1: don't, I can't do that because I'm, I'm going to teach everybody the same. Right. I'm going to teach everybody the same. And what I'm teaching everybody is me. You are getting me. I am walking into your class. I am teaching Second City, but really I'm Dave Rezaski and I'm teaching me. I'm I'm teaching my philosophy. And how long did it take you to get to that point? I was really lucky. I was really really lucky because because what I what I've done when I was in Geese Theater Company, I performed in prisons for a year doing improvisation, the th- the non-comedic theatrical improvisation, educational, rehabilitation, blah, 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 And so I was teaching that and I was given the gift of whoever it is that you are in that moment, be that. And then when I went to Second City, when I took classes at, um, at Second City, and I had Martin DeMott, I and Michael Gelman, and Jeff Machoska, I and all these great teachers, I would look at them on Main Stage and go what they're doing on stage they're teaching me in class yes. and they're using what works there in my class and then when I went to Second City Northwest and Cheryl Sloan God bless her oh. I said I want to teach I want to teach out here let's start a, let's start a, a school and she said great what do you want to teach and I'm like great this is what I want to teach and she said great and then I There was never a point where I wasn't teaching who it is that I am, Mm. and because if you say to me, "Okay, I want you to go and teach at UCB," I'm going to think, "I, I, first off, I have to own that philosophy." Yeah, which means that's not going to be me for a little bit of time. You understand? Yeah, that's 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 going to be me trying to fucking into that into that, which is fine. Yeah, but it took me. What I realized was. And this is what I do now with my drop-in class, where my drop-in class is I did a show with Carrie, we did this scene, this scene worked because of that. I want to teach that.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's great.
1: And so at that moment, my life, my art becomes my life, my art being what I'm teaching, and my life becomes my art. And there is no
0: there is no not connecting with that. I, I'm like, my whole life is yes and right. And I'm trying to, I I need your help. If you could call my wife. I am desperately trying to let, to have her let us name our son's middle name, Yesand. And And I'm trying all different variations. Yeah, I'm not gonna help you with that. Come on, come on. No, I'm not gonna help you with that. I'm thinking Yesand. Yeah. Yesandre, I'm trying, I really, I mean, if you could just maybe drop her a line. Uh Yeah, I think it might not be, I think, like how do you say
1: Yesand in Italian? Right. How do you say "yes and" in Italian? Yes, comma, comma and. What does that translate? C A.
0: C A. C A. And I'm I'm saying that because I I believe it's I do believe it, it, like for me I'm at the point now where it is it's meshed right. my art and life it's like that's right. I have to live that philosophy and I think improv the basis of improvisation of yes and is a life philosophy for me that has gotten me to this point where I am happiest when I just said, okay, that's how I'm gonna live it. And I'm gonna live it as best I can like that. So many, us, and
1: and, and to, to show that to people and to say, okay, you realize in that moment that you're holding onto it, you're holding onto that argument, or you're holding onto this that you don't need it, as opposed to embracing that moment and saying that's what I want. Because when, when you said, um, what was it that I just, the adjustment that I just gave you, kind of frustrating or whatever it was? Oh, uh, sort of frustrating. Sort of frustrating, however it was that you said it. For you to say sorta of frustrating, in your mind that doesn't balance out. If you say frustrating, that's balanced. Do you
0: understand because what I mean? Because I don't want to commit to frustrating exactly. because of, you know, exactly. DC reasons but you know what? You're that. frustrated at right, that right, moment. Right. And you accept that
1: moment for what that moment is. That moment is frustrating. That moment isn't kind of frustrating or sort of frustrating or a little frustrating. Because if it were a little frustrating, it would be mostly not frustrating. And it's not mostly frustrating, it's frustrating. I'll say it in another way. If I say I kind of like you, it means I mostly don't like you.
0: <laughs> if I say it's kind of frustrating, that means it's mostly not frustrating, and that's not true. And that's what happens in scenes. And Absolutely. when scenes go like they don't really go anywhere, because you say a kind of this or a exactly. sort of that. Oh yeah, sh- yeah, yeah. But we got to hear in our regular life. We got to hear it in our in our lives. That's so always. I hear. will,
1: I will tell somebody. St- you know, I, every time I hear somebody say, "Well, I kind of felt like that," it's it's it takes all <laughs> of me to just go. Don't go, kinda? What do you mean kinda? Anybody, anybody that I talk to. Yeah. Because if you're saying kinda, you're not committing to your life at that moment, the emotional content that you have at that moment, or did have at that moment, if you're retelling that story.
0: Well, but in real life, we kind of have these feelings. You
1: know, <laughs> <Right>, exactly, <laughs> right, of. right, right? And the idea of kinda.
0: Because there's kinda. a punishment. If you a had A perceived sometimes, punishment. A perceived punishment. Right. Sometimes there's a real punishment, sometimes it's perceived. Uh-huh. So that's why you hedge your bets. What do you mean? Uh, so, like, it might be a confrontation, and you don't like confrontation. But if I right. say to you, "I don't like what you're doing," right. or "I don't like you," uh-huh. there might be a confrontation. So, well, that, how are you saying it? If you don't like what I'm
1: doing, can you also say, "You, you know," it's, can you say it in another way so it's not confrontational? Right. But it's still you're still getting your point across because all the scenes have becoming about argument because people don't see the nuance of it all. They don't see the nuance because I want to get to the end exactly. And there's also yes, and. <laughs> uh, your middle name, your child's middle name. Thank you. Um, most teachers teaching improvisation are giving students, are not are not aware of the tools that they're giving them. Okay, and I'll, let me just say this. If, if I'm a new improviser, I'm going to bring my toolbox, and I guarantee you, I'm just going to have hammers in there. And so I'm going to always be looking for nails. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I can use that, as opposed to... I don't know what that tool, I'm gonna, gonna, and it's the way that we buy tools anyway, where it's like, you know what? I'm going, right now I need a needle nose pliers, so I'm going to go to the store and get a needle nose plier. I'm going to get as many tools as I can in order to work this out. But we're not teaching that. And I've said this before, I think in here, it's the, uh, um, I don't need to teach you not to ask questions. What I need to do is teach the person that is in the scene with you to not answer that question to emotionally get something out of it because if i say to you what are you doing here the worst improv question (laughs) right that's not not loaded you can't tell me that there's nothing in there Uh what uh are you doing here what are you doing here what are you doing here i'm not going to teach you to not ask questions i'm going to teach the other guy in the scene to go what did he mean by that yes well he was accusatory great because what do you do in life? Ask questions. Exactly, and we ask, and it's also that. So in our schools right now, we're not teaching the emotional content of that. What are you doing here? Who are you? Like those things, we ask those questions. But when I say who are you, if I ask you who you are, I don't want you to answer the question. Right, right. I want you to respond. It's not a math to, test. It's no, not a math I want you to, exactly, and that's why math and science and history doesn't work. Don't work in
0: what we're doing. But you look at, and this is the thing I struggle with too. You look at who are the instructors in different. Theaters, right? And sometimes it's ah, uh, this person is a great performer, which right. doesn't mean they're a great teacher, right? Which also made me say, you know what, not my theater, right. Uh, right? But I go to a place now. I'm at a place where they appreciate. I'm really lucky now. I'm at a place where I what get a phone call. Place? I'm at Second City, uh-huh, and I teach there. And I, I talk about ego. I'm mm-hmm. like, I can't teach there. <laughs>
1: right.
0: I can't. Right. I, I'm not. Uh, and right. I saw somebody else do it. And I'm like, wait a minute. And I looked at my resume and I'm like, right. And I looked at people who recommended me. I was like, right. I'm going to, I'm just going to send it in. And then right. I was teaching there. Right. And so, it's right. And, and for me, I'm now at a place where, again, I wanted to be at another place. Now I'm at a place where I want to be, mm-hmm. but you need people or people need, have to want to teach right. and people have to be given that opportunity and mm-hmm. i think at second city it's more so than any other theater because you have people who aren't necessarily um dynamic performers right but are amazing teachers right and teaching those because you're asking you're asking somebody you don't know anything about emotion but now teach about emotion right you don't know your own emotion What you know is standing up there and being funny and witty and for me i tell my students i'm like Funny, so subjective. Be memorable. Be memorable. Like, I can't... Make it matter. Make Make it it matter. matter. And if it doesn't matter to you, it's not going to matter to me. Because I'm not going to be able to make it matter to you. And you need... And that's a thing of, like, well, you know how you do that is you come back and you teach Dave Wurzowski. You teach a a teacher workshop intensive in Chicago. You teach one here. And you have... Because I know people want to do it and I know people can do it. Right. But the fact of, like, we're reinforcing that. So when you go from... I do it, I teach level B and C, and I'm teaching about how do you feel, what are they saying, right, exactly. what are they saying? And like, you know what, you'll pick up the games. <laughs> right. I teach the games, right. you'll pick it up. Right. And sometimes these demonstrations are, I mean, I, I've never had a bad demonstration. They go into these and they have a wonderful time. Right. But for me, it's more about, you don't need, like you're smart enough to know how to pick up a game. You listen to them. I'll explain it in front of the audience, then you play it. Right. Like my level, my first show was my favorite show, my level C, it was at Northwest. Uh-huh. Second City, Northwest. Second City Northwest. Um, And I still talk to people who were in that. I talked to Ed Dassey the other day and he was in my first class. Remember Ed and Bob Dassey? Yeah. And Big Ed Brown, I don't know where Ed Brown is, but I remember Big Merchant Marine showed up the first day of class, Oh my drove, he got off the boat and drove to Chicago to take classes. Amazing (laughs) people. I remember he blew my mind. We were playing Party Quirks, the game Party Quirks. Uh, Uh And he got picking your nose. And of course, the first thought is digging in there, right. Bear in the cave, kind of thing. Right. He comes in with an L magazine. He goes, "Which one do I want? Right. Do I want this one, oh, or do so I want awesome. that one?" Right. And we played at that level of the connection and emotion. And now, I think there's a swing of teachers coming back who are of that mindset. But it's if you don't have those tools, you don't know how to do that. I think yeah, you're I, you're just passing along what you've learned, which is you know what? Try saying it like this. (laughs) Use your improv voice. And I'm like, there's the improv voice, right? There's got to be more to you than that. I think that,
1: that for me, what I always saw was, I always saw that my teachers were actors. Right. And now, most teachers are improvisers. Right. So there's a missing depth. Link. There, there is, and and I, as I've always uh, often said about it, like the toothpaste is out of the tube, there's nothing you can do about it. You know, it's like I can't get angry about it, I need to accept that that's yeah. what it is, and teach what I teach. And there are people like you that own it, and there are other teachers that I've worked with that own it, and to be able to say, you're learning from me, and if we want to make this easier for people, we've got to connect to the actor part of it. Because what you were talking about earlier about saying, there are people who improvise and there are improvisers. For me, I look at it like there are people who are improvising and there are actors who improvise. And when we are yes. actors who improvise, we give ourselves the permission to, not just permission, but the celebration of all that goes with acting, which is blocking and, and, and tone connection. and timbre and connection and listening and, and character arc
0: and presentness. Which makes it easier, Right. even though it doesn't seem like it does, it makes it easier rather than trying to come up with something to say, you're already saying what's there. Because your brain is a liar and an asshole and the only <laughs> thing you ever know or own is what you're feeling in
1: that moment. And if we're creating through the sense of feeling as opposed to creating through logic and reason, yeah. Uh, um, if we're creating through emotion, we can't stop emotion. The only way to stop emotion is to die. So if I'm feeling something right there and I'm present to that emotional feeling that I'm feeling at that moment, that's my 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 spot of inspiration. That's the pool. That's the well. Mm-hmm. That's you know that's the dynamo. That's the, the everything's boiler. there. Everything is there.
0: I took a Meisner. I took several Meisner classes last year, and it was great. Because it's so similar, but at the same time, it. uh, Because I said I haven't taken an acting class in years, and I said I want to get better as an actor, and I took this Meisner class, and it helped me improvise so much better, right? Because I was so cued into what was happening, right? And I said, I'm just gonna. I need to keep. I need to keep taking classes. Right. That's the way I learned. Right. And when I fall back into all I do is improvise. Right, I don't see plays, I don't see dance. My wife and I had a subscription to Hubbard Dance and I was like, oh boy. But I went and I was like, I never would have done this. Right, right If I right. had not gone, if she didn't get these tickets, right. I, you know what I would have done? Maybe more improv. And right. what I need to do is bring things outside of that, other art into my improvisation and when I teach. And right. if I don't take those, I'm teaching, I find I get stuck in a rut. I
1: feel that uh, th- yes, because you, you're saying how much you learn from taking classes, oh. but what really, but what you're really doing is how much you learn about teaching from taking classes. Yes, and that's really an important thing. And how much I learn about teaching from teaching, how much I learn about learning from teaching from classes
0: teaching. Oh. as well. And, and yeah, and sitting there and seeing, oh, we do a faculty jam at Second City weekly. Now it's called Those Who Can't. Right, I saw that. And wow, I've got students in the audience that I have to answer to. Right. And if I'm not doing what I talk about and they go, Why, Why you do that? Why right. and at the same time we have faculty members who are on stage and it's like, Oh, they're breaking every rule. And right. I, I say the lesson for me is this is an open jam to any faculty member. Right. I can't control how they play. I can only control my response to I know. It. And there are certain faculty members that I, because I used to teach, at,
1: uh, I used to uh, perf, uh, perform a show every Wednesday night at Second City out here called Teacher's Lounge. Uh-huh. And there are certain teachers that are like, I can't play with you anymore, because <laughs> I have no answers to my students about why you're doing what you're doing right now. I know. It's, it's like, I, like... I can't, it's like, oh my God, really, you're doing that? I, okay, all right, <laughs> okay, good. I know what I'm gonna teach next week is why that doesn't work. <laughs>
0: you have the option to do this. Right. Oh, you have the option to do everything. And some people That's might laugh That's the greatest at thing, it. right. Some people right. might laugh, right. but there's so much more on oh my this god. side.
1: OK, let's end there. Oh my god, that was really good. <laughs> <laughs> let's end the doing that. Well, um, thank you. This oh is my awesome. God. This
0: is so great. This it is, is so great. and I love listening to them, and it's it, wonderful.
1: Yeah, they've been really great, because I find myself <laughs> saying the same things and saying, I'm saying it in a different way, but I'm saying the same <laughs> thing. And then really, like we've done, how many have you done? How many have you done? How many have you done? at least at least because right now we've got 12 online 12 or 13 online
0: we done 16
1: 17. right so <sighs> all that keeps what keeps going is it keeps going back into reminding me why we do this and reminding yes. me of the core of it and and talking to you and uh, right after I talked to Beth and <sighs> Beth is' an, Beth is, do you know do you know who she is've no. you ever seen her no well, she's she did she was Pasquese's co-star in got a God of carnage
0: yeah the, at, oh wow at the goodman wow that was her and she's doing again show. an actor pardon an actor
1: an actor again. yeah right. uh chicago actor she lives there she's she's kind of uh she lives there and she lives here but it's that uh that like coming from coming from that point of
0: view yeah and uh uh it's just so awesome and you could tell right away like i had never met her but i came in right as you were wrapping up and the energy I feel like everything's energy and connection it's yeah. like the warmth that she has is like oh that's somebody I'd like to play with. Right. I've no like I I don't care where you went to school I don't care. I I care about oh I have a connection with you. And right. I see somebody warm and opening like right. open to me I'm like oh that I could do a lot of exactly. stuff with that. Exactly. But if somebody goes grumpy grumpy you know there's a oh there's a guy did you see that yeah, guy? Yeah, but Grumpy Grumpy is on uh, a Second City boat right now. Yeah, is, right. Kill, grumpy Grumpy is
1: killing oh, it. Oh my god. On boats, Thank boat. God. But, Thank God put them on an island called the boat. <laughs> They think yeah, they're on a better. boat, but they're really on a fucking island. That's what those. Those are like we're gonna give you on a tour boat. You mean a tour island? Yeah, you, can you can't leave. fucking get off. You can, you can never leave. You can never leave. You can you can't get off. Hide a bed. Exactly. <laughs> Hide <laughs> a bed. Hide a bed. Oh my god. <laughs> and you talk about that scene, Pictionary, and you go. You know what? Every night that that Kills. scene was on main stage, when I was in that company, yeah. I would go from backstage and watch Corel and. Franny and Ruthie and Danello do that scene, and I would watch that scene, and that show ran for, I don't know, six months or four, four or five months or whatever, so it's eight shows a week. Every fucking time, I would watch that. I've seen that scene so many times, and I've seen them do it, and I've seen it blossom and bloom, and it's one of those things to be able to go, wow, I watched that scene. And anybody who knows Second City at all knows that there are probably three scenes that are either in rotation or adjacent rotation. And that has to be one of them. And I was honored to be a part of, uh, not I wasn't in that scene, but watching it bloom. Did they bring in an idea or was it improvised? Uh, They brought in an idea. They brought in the idea of, uh, of Pictionary. Of, you know, probably Franny brought it in. I would think that you know, maybe Franny brought it in. I don't know the onus of it. I don't know the genesis of it. But I do know that I kept fucking watching that thing, and I would be backstage and just waiting for Corell to take the fucking uh, the, the, tr- the easel, the, the easel, and whip it, and get it and say, "Get out, get out, get out, get out, get out." You know, I didn't come here. To, I, I didn't come here to be a loser. What is it? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. Uh, um, uh, uh, oh, what's I, the line? I didn't, well whatever, it's a loser line. And it was like, oh my God. And when they hit that line, the audience went, boo! And I was like, well, that's sticking in the scene. Yeah. That's yeah. staying in the scene. That's staying in the scene. And
0: like, I look at it going, why is that work? Right, Because it consistently works. It's like, okay, it's relationship. It's miscommunication. Right. It's, it's pressure, tension, and right. dynamic. building it. Right. it right? And, right? and joy. And there's right. gotta be an element of joy as well. And right. they have that in there. And
1: that Franny and Ruthie, those oh. two characters there, that Franny and Ruthie were sisters. in that scene. So there wasn't any, there wasn't any sister rivalry, there was love between those two (sighs) people. So what you have there is you have Franny and Ruthie on one side who love each other, and you have Steve and Paul who are uh, 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 oppositions of each other, and nobody ever took time. And Ruthie had a line there, it's like, um, like something where he would say to, she said to Paul something like, "Um, I love it when you're angry, you know, you're so handsome, or something like that. It's like, stay away from me, Joan. Joan, stay away from me, Joan. Joan, stay away from me, Joan. Joan, stay away, Joan, stay away from me, all like that. and, and Ruthie just giving him love and giving him love and giving him love. And it's like, it shows again, pressure, tension, and dynamic. One person's frustrated, yeah. the other person's loving. That's why that scene works. It only turns into an argument if two
0: people both are arguing. But if you're gonna argue, I'm not gonna argue. I love when people are arguing, going, oh, and this is gonna make you even more pissed off. Right. While you're saying now, oh, this is, yeah, You're right. mad now? Right. <laughs> and right. With right. I'm not
1: leaving her a loser. Yeah. Well, you came here a loser. That's the line. <laughs> yes. I'm not leaving her a loser. But well, you came, came here, here a loser. loser. I was yeah. like, okay. And those guys at the end of that scene think that they have a clever ruse going on and the women don't fucking care at yeah. all. What was it? What was it? What was the name? What was the uh, scene? It was like uh, uh, a lazy boy yeah, or two, la- something. Uh, yeah. It doesn't matter what the blow was.
0: Don't give the blow away. Yeah, uh, right? right. They might see it. Oh, my God. Bart star.
1: Bart star. those two. Right, 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 right. Dot. Yeah. Um, What's the point? So, like that whole... But you also had, like you said, you had actors and expert sketch performers. Right, but nobody started out that way. We didn't start out expert performers. You know, Carell, Carell right. nobody started out that way. We just learned that from the egoless, worthless fucking job of being a director of Second City, which is a horrible fucking job. And what you do is you go, I'm gonna put that person together with that person together I'm just sit back and you know, most of the scenes that are working are only working because you had a fucking great director there.
0: Yeah, yeah, wow. It's a hard thing to do what is just casting right looking at because you look at because when I do I do these level c demonstrations and I it's torture for me because I know how much I love my level c right and I also looked at like I want to give these kids and older they don't even have to be kids but these people a great uh example and a great um a wonderful experience right and I sit there Dave and I go I I have a Sometimes it's a dry erase board, sometimes it's a, a piece of paper and a pencil, and I go, all right, he's really good at this, but is that gonna challenge him enough? And they really work well together, but I wanna keep them together, but I need this person. And I sit there, and the casting is the big, biggest headache for me, mm-hmm. I spend more time on casting these Level of right. demonstrations that are 18 minutes. right? Because I look and I say, who can they? Who do they wanna work with? How right. can they look? And I try and make them, As and I sit there and I, right up until showtime. I'm like, I might change, the, right. I might do that, I don't know. And then right. I, all right, I gotta let it go. You gotta let it
1: go. And that was a great lesson that Gelman gave me. Gelman gave me the, the, the idea of letting go. Cause I'm, we did a show, we did a, we talked uh, together in the Catskills. And I'm oh. backstage, like, like we're, we're, but it's not like nobody puts baby in the corner, Catskills, it's a different kind of Catskills. But anyway, we're performing and, and, and my group is up and I'm chomping at my nails and oh no, Michael's group is up and he's just sitting there. And my group, Michael's group, Michael's just watching the group, and my group is up, and I'm back and forth and going, "Fuck, what the fuck?" And I go, "Michael, how, how can you just sit there and yeah. watch your show fall apart?" And he said, and and he did this with his hands. He he did an arc movement with his hand with one with his right hand, and he arced, and he said, "This is someone's." character this is someone's life of their their art their acting and he did this big long arc with his arm and then with his other with his left hand he had a little he he was showing me an inch in between my thumb and my forefinger he goes I'm responsible for that this this arc is their life I'm responsible for that fucking little bit of business and I thought of course (laughs) of course because I'm not in
0: charge of the whole scene I'm in charge of that moment and you can't do anything about it. The only thing you can do about it is pull the lights. Yeah. And even then. And witness it. And, witness and just go, it. you did that. How was that? You did that. And a lot of times when I'm freaking out and I'm going, what's going People come back and go, that was great. Right. Like, OK. I love, this was the best thing ever. Right. And I'm like, OK. Right. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But also, if someone went
1: back and said it was the worst thing ever, it doesn't, it matter. doesn't matter. You go, OK yeah if you say so that's a great thing that i would love saying is if they go oh that was horrible I go if you say so i'm having a bad day if you say so because <laughs> at the end of the day it's all oh, that it doesn't matter to me if and you, you know say what? so
0: and you're right which is all you want exactly you're exactly. right you want to be right you're right you're, you're angry right. yes
1: you are i'm angry yes you are and
0: it's going to piss you off even more right what i'm going to tell you right exactly
1: now. <laughs> but it's all right It's like oh, okay i'm hungry okay <laughs> i'm not going to go if you could say, I'm hungry, I'm not going to say, no, you're not.
0: You shouldn't be. Right. You should. shouldn't be. I'm going to go, ah, I got this steak right here, but I can't give you any. Right. I'm going to eat this because it's so good. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> let's be done with that. Yeah. Yeah. Yay, great.